Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshi. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week we are discussing a little bit of everything. Um, we're trying out a new outline template this week, which probably doesn't mean anything to any of you listening. But basically we're trying out some new segments since we are in our post-football America. Um we are going to next week kind of do like a rundown on the basketball team and everything you should know since a lot of us will be following basketball a lot more closely now that football's over. This week we are kind of trying out some of those segments we're going to do during basketball season and then also just some overall stuff to talk about. <laughs> um, our first segment that we're going to try out, I guess, should I just explain it so we can go right into it? Yeah, let's get right into it. Okay. So give us feedback if this segment makes no sense. Um, It's called bullet points, and it's where we give some bullet points. Basically, we're each going to give a few bullet points of what we think the most important, like, storylines or headlines or just anything that happened in Michigan sports are this week. And we're going to aim to read each other's mind. So every time that we have the same bullet point, we get a point. I don't know what the points are for. We like to give ourselves points in these segments, and they never really, like, amount to anything, but I don't know, in the in the theme of sports, I guess. I think they go for bragging rights at this point. Yeah, but this one is, like, a team effort, because we get a point every time we have it in common. So, like, are we going to oh, brag so that, like, we scored more points than any other podcast? <laughs> no, we like the team effort. Okay. Okay. Sure. Whatever that means. <laughs> We'll leave that up to your interpretation. Should we have, like, a a sound we make? Like, if one of us reads a bullet point and the other one of us has it, should we be, like, beep, 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 beep? Or do we just, like, tell each other later? Be, like, point all. Point. Okay. Do you want to go first with your first bullet point? Sure. Okay. All right. Wait, how many do you have? Uh, Six. Okay, I have four. All right, so that we, maybe we have some decent chances of having the same one. Yeah. All right, bullet point number one. Uh, the Michigan men's basketball team is currently on a pattern of lose-lose, win-win, lose-lose, win-win, etc. And that started in November against UVA. Um, like... I- Read your next one. I have one that's kind of like that, but not exactly the same. Do you have any other men's basketball ones? I have two more men's basketball ones. Okay, read your other two men's basketball ones. All right. The Michigan men's team have only lost by single digits, but they also can't win these games either. And the okay. Other one is Michigan men are 4-2 and two in conference. Point. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was, the men are now ranked 10 in the Big Ten, 4-2 in conference play after losing to Iowa in overtime and beating Northwestern 85-78 on Sunday. That was all one point. Um, But I think we get a point there. (laughs) I think we're going to have to refine how this segment works, but that's what this episode is for. It's a little trial and error. I mean, you know, just kind of give you the rundown instead of, like, doing a minute summary. Just kind of go through a point list of things that we think that you should know. Yeah, and if we end up returning to around the hand in Harl, so be it. But at least we can say we tried something new. Okay, what are your other bullet points? 
right, so Michigan women are currently fourth in the Big Ten. Um, Point. Uh, the first time in program history, there's 10,000-plus people back-to-back at Chrysler to watch the women play at home. So that was against Iowa, I believe, and most recently Michigan State. And then the last okay. one I have... <laughs> I mean, it's a good. 10,000 people at Chrysler to watch the women. It's no, no, that really is a big deal. deal. Sorry, I was just trying to decide if that like had anything in common with mine. Mm, that's okay. And then they have won by double digits in their last two games. They beat Purdue by 21, and they beat Michigan State by 15. Okay, so for women's basketball, I had kind of the same one I had for men's, but with, like, better stats, because that's the difference between men's and women's basketball at Michigan. No, literally. (laughs) I have women's basketball is now ranked 14 in the AP poll, up three points from last week's 17, and is tied for fourth in the Big Ten after beating Purdue and MSU this week. They have a 15-3 and overall record and are 5-2 and in the Big Ten. Oh, I I do have one more fun fact. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, so... The last out of the last six games against Michigan State for the women, Michigan has beaten them five times, um, and they have never done that in program history before. That's awesome. So they are five for six currently against MSU. And... Those were some. Oh, go ahead. Are you not done? Oh no. Oh, that's it. <laughs> okay. Those are some real um, two truths and a lie um, quality facts. So I think maybe oh, we'll have to like distinguish between. The bullet points versus the two truths and a lie. Like what kinds of facts we the put in The bullet points each. is really just all truths. Yeah. <laughs> no lies to be found. <laughs> because I was thinking of the bullet points as like the more like obvious, like basic bare bones, like what you need to know if you weren't following Michigan sports at all this week. And then two truths and a lie is where we get a little more like nitty gritty, like fact. fun. Did you know? <laughs> But I don't know. I feel like we'll have to work this out a bit more. So um, Thank you for I had, sticking with wait, us Wait, I have two that. more bullet points. Can <laughs> well, I share them? Sticking. Yes, please. <laughs> okay, actually, I only have one. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's a football one. Chris Jenkins, Zach Zinter, and Michael Barrett are all returning to the football team. That's such a team. good truth. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe we can call that segment like 10 truths and no lies. 10 truths, no lies. Only truths. <laughs> okay. Our next segment. We're moving on, I guess, to the Michigan Twitter storyline of the week. Oh, wait. Glows and grows. What are we moving on? Glows and grows. Would, okay. Would I have like glows and grows. These too. are very broad. Um, as yeah. we make our transition um, to life after football. We'll get more into like the nitty gritty of Michigan men's and women's basketball. So for right now, my glows and grows are very, very broad, um, in the sense that the grows are only for the men's team, and I have not determined a grow for the women's team yet. <laughs> Honestly, same. So I don't know like what else the women can do better than what they're doing right now. I've been very impressed by the last few games by them. So, the glows go out to our senior members on the Michigan women's team, and that's Emily Kaiser and Leah Brown. Forward, Emily Kaiser, guard Leah Brown. Kaiser is averaging 17.2 points a game and 7 rebounds. Leah Brown has 16 points a game, 5.8 assists. 
uh, her last couple of games for Leah Brown, she's had a couple 20-plus point games, and she's been huge for Michigan this year, and she's really tenacious and gets really into it, so she, she's really fun to watch. And then for on the men's side, um, I've been really impressed by Doug McDaniel. Um, he's really stepped in to the point guard role after Jalen Llewellyn uh, went down a couple months ago at this point um, to a season-ending injury. And I really just like how he moves um, the ball on the floor and the tempo that he runs. Uh, he averages 7.1 points a game and dishes out uh, 3.4 assists. So he's really stepped up big as a true freshman, so... I'm really appreciative of his game, and same also goes out to Jet Howard. He's been incredible to watch. He's so fun. Um, 15.5 points a game, shooting 40% from three, which is second best on the team behind uh, Joey Baker. Um, highlights instead of glows. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have. So I have kind of the same glows. My glow. I had like a person for each glow who was also who I was going to give the vibe to the vibes to if we were doing superlatives this week. Again, mm-hmm. we're going to bring back superlatives next week. We're going to bring back two truths and a lie, or maybe not next week, but once we do our like everything you need to know about Michigan basketball episode, then mm-hmm. we'll transition into a outline that's a little bit more similar to what we were doing during football season. But this week we still are like we're transitioning into basketball. Um my glow is Leah Brown for the aforementioned mm-hmm. reasons for the women's team. And my glow for the men's team is Jet Howard, also aforementionedly. He's kind of the shining star of the men's team um, and just really, like, young and exciting and fun to watch. He scored 34 points in the loss to Iowa. So that was impressive, minus the loss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so for the grows that I had for the men's team, and I feel like this is probably just a broad thing that everybody probably can agree on, is just the, like I mentioned during the bullet points, is we've we've only lost by single digits, so like a couple baskets, and um, wow, like, you know, like, okay, but you could have won those games, you know? It's like the dual-edged sword with that. Very Um, Nebraska-esque. Yeah, so I'm like, uh, close close losses aren't like you know a moral victory so it's like uh you need to start winning those games and it's kind of obvious and i think they just have a difficulty in like closing out games so if they could get that together in time that would be great i really don't want to lose making the tournament that streak has been around since 2015 and i don't want to lose that well but we'll see i guess well <laughs> And then the um, other one was to snap that, like, loss-loss-win-win, loss-loss-win-win streak. I'd want to string together, like, a pretty solid amount of wins because, again, I would like to make it back to the tournament. And at this point, I was, like, discussing, I was like, I think the only, like, maybe real shot is if they can actually, like, string together a bunch of these wins and maybe beat, like, Purdue. They're ranked third. I think they play them in a couple games. And then if... Rutgers is also a ranked team right now. Uh, maybe NT one against Michigan State, that would just be for my own benefit. But I think maybe the realistic chance for Michigan's men's basketball to make it to the tournament is to just outright win the Big Ten tournament, and that kind of makes me nervous to have to like rely on that, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I feel so like weird talking. Like This just is such a shift from almost every other year that we've done this podcast because 
it's like our yearly tradition is like football sucks i'm so glad we got that over with now on to basketball our favorite thing in the world and right now i'm just like this feels wrong to be talking about like i don't know i'm like it's gonna take me a few episodes to get into the swing of things here i i still am in football mode um i think because like football the last like two seasons have been like so cool and fun and like you want to be a part of it and yeah michigan basketball has kind of like been tossed to the wayside you sacrifice one for the other you pointed that out earlier this season and it's so true it's still like relevant to this day and that makes me really sad because i like you said we really relied on michigan basketball to provide that like happiness after like disappointing football seasons and now yeah. i'm like oh <laughs> I know it's a it's a very like it's the opposite of how this podcast used to be. Um, so maybe my... like a grows for ourselves is to like find that joy in Michigan men's basketball again, and not let I... anybody bring us down when they have those like bad or like good losses. I guess they're still bad. Do you remember when we had to like? But I'm not gonna let sign them an oath. Down. Like before this, we we like we like signed an oath because we were like when if slash when Michigan is eliminated from the tournament, we need to still enjoy the month of March because it only comes once a year and it's so fun to watch mm-hmm. March Madness. But every year when Michigan is eliminated, I stop watching, except for obviously when they made the final four, like yeah, I think we watched the Oh, wait, yeah, no, we were literally in the championship game, um, and we were literally there. <laughs> I think that's the only time that I've watched every round, and I always tell myself I'm going to, and I look back with so much FOMO, because I'm like, it would have been fun to follow the whole tournament, but I end up pouting after Michigan's out, and I just can't bring myself to watch it. Um, so this year, going through the theme of like our prefrontal cortices developing, how like mm-hmm. we still recorded an episode about Michigan's loss to TCU after they lost, and that's not usually something that we've had the maturity to do in the past. Maybe this year will be the year that we can like actually continue following the team and pay attention and be like somewhat emotionally invested, even if the team isn't like ranked. Because I don't know if we've ever done that. For, like, either football or basketball, I feel like as soon as they're, like, unranked and don't necessarily have, like, a strong postseason chance, we kind of give up and we're like, well, this season is just a couple months away. I'd be like, maybe next time. Yeah. That's so true. I mean, look how far we've come since 2020. 2020, I think, was probably, like, the pinnacle of what you just described. Yeah, literally. Because because football was so bad in 2020, the podcast just disappeared. Like, it didn't matter. I mean, granted, you know, basketball was kind of gone, too, just because of the pandemic. It wasn't through any fault of them being, like, bad. It was just they didn't play. So we didn't really have much going for us. I think 2021, we went to the Elite Eight. But I think it was just really hard for us to, like, recover from Michigan football being so bad, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Somebody really did a number on us. But I, I do have a grow, though. Made us grow. All right. My grow is just that Michigan men's basketball has just looked incredibly sloppy. Against Northwestern, mm. there were nine turnovers in the first half, including six Ooh. turnovers over a seven-minute or seven-possession stretch. Um, that's gross. That explains why they're losing these close games. 
just if you take care of the ball, that type of stuff doesn't happen. Like those types of losses don't happen. Um, and it also just makes the team a lot less fun to watch, which I think is part of why I'm like not as excited this year. Um, but I'm mature. I will continue watching. I will be devoted to this podcast. Okay, we can move on now. Michigan basketball. <laughs> yes. All right. So, because again, we don't really want to fully get rid of football. And specifically because we are in an interesting season for the football season, postseason, being that there's still a lot of news coming out and there's a lot of things that you should probably be aware of. You brought it up earlier about some of the players that are returning, especially some like key offensive linemen and key players on defense as well. Um, and we discussed Blake Coleman coming back, and so just having those additions, like this team is going to be monstrous. And so we have some updates in the Jimmy Ward feud, and that came, was it two days ago at this point? Um, would you like to share what ultimately happened in this showdown? Sure. So if you've been listening to our podcast the last couple weeks, you know that we are invested in the drama. Michigan football Mm -hmm. is like a Bravo show at this point with the drama between head coach Jimmy Harbaugh and athletic director Ward Manuel and and their, um, like, middleman (laughs) president. He's like Andy Cohen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And there's like the mediator between the two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so basically, what you missed last episode <laughs> is um, Jim Harbaugh. Like every year, rumors came out that he was um, looking at NFL head coaching positions, and then eventually, people figured out that it once again comes down to the drama between him and athletic director Ward Manuel. They have beef. They don't really like each other. Um, per sources and sources being speculation but like enough speculation that it it's the thing um and so jim harbaugh wanted respect in the form of a new contract ward manual didn't want to give that to him that's where we left off last week this week there were some updates jim harbaugh is officially returning as head coach at the university of michigan specifically the like um the uh, uh what's it called the like jay ira and nikki harris family head coach or something like that right something like that I think so i think it's something like that it's a very but, like lengthy long list to describe who he yeah. is yeah <laughs> side note um when i was home for christmas my cousin who used to work for the football team he was talking about mm-hmm. how his life goal is to get a urinal named after him in Beckler hall like, with a little That's plaque with his name on it. Very odd and very specific. Because, like, everything related to the football team has, like, a sponsor. Um, can I just have one for free? Because I'm an alumni. Yeah, well, we can have one because like, we're, like, iconic can I have, like, to the a program. Brick or something? Yeah. They should have a statue <laughs> of us at this point. <laughs> anyway, okay, so, um, the way that... The University of Michigan announced that our Jimmy Boy is returning as head coach could not have been more hilarious. So and more the president, filled. yeah, more drama filled, more like, yeah, it gave us exactly what we wanted. So the president Santa Ono yeah. posted 
I just got off the phone with Coach Harbaugh, and Jim shared with me the great news that he is going to remain as the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. That is fantastic news that I have communicated to our athletic director, Ward Manuel. Go Blue. So he, like, very explicitly stated, Jim is not speaking to Ward. I had to be the middleman and tell Ward. And, like, let's not forget, it's Ward Manuel's job as the athletic director to hire Jim Harbaugh and to, like, be in charge of these negotiations. So the fact that the president of the university had to step in as the middleman is so funny. And then Jim Harbaugh posted a similar thing, but, like, he was like, I would like to think, and then he listed, like, everyone affiliated with the university besides Ward Manuel. So... Yeah, I have they... it up here. Oh, he yeah, said, go ahead. I love it. the relationships that I have at Michigan. Coaches, staff, families, administration, President Santa Ono, and especially the players and their family. My heart is at the University of Michigan. I once heard a, man, a wise man say, here we go, don't try to out happy happy. Go blue. Okay, so a lot to unpack it. here. <laughs> what stood out to you? I really had to, the proverb and not calling you out word explicitly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i think today. we're in that list i think views is in there oh yeah it was implied <laughs> um don't try to out happy happy that sounds very harbaugh-esque i'm surprised he didn't like put a potato metaphor in there i mean he had to like include like a quote from a wise man so i think we can like check that off the list yeah um and I think, like, specifically the wording of I love the relationships that I have, that's a very interesting thing to say as well. So, you know, he's being a little spicy. And, like, I believe you mentioned, like, I feel bad for the social media team for this to, like, probably have to, like, decipher, like, a nice way um, of being, like, a little edgy with this statement. Right, like, I don't know what the process is. Like, does Jim's communication team send it over to social... Like, I don't know how that works. But I think it's funny because, like, Harbaugh did not have to say, I love the relationships I have here. He could have just not said it. But instead, he was like, I love the relationships specifically. And then list everyone besides Ward Manuel. This is one where it's like, we're not reading into it at all. Like, those are both very intentional wordings. It's a Mm -hmm. huge football program. They go through entire communication teams. Things don't go there on accident. Um... I know that's kind of contradicting what I said the other week when Jim Harbaugh put out a statement saying no one knows what the future holds, and I was like, it's Jim Harbaugh. He didn't think that much about it, but I don't know. A lot of um, a lot of interesting messaging from the football program this week, and a I'm lot loving of it. To unpacked, yeah. <laughs> it was just, ugh. I felt like you know I was in like an English class, just like picking apart the different words in the statement, just to be like. There's so much meaning behind every single word that both exist in the statements from Santa Ono and from Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, it and it's little, also like, assignment. <laughs> like Santa Ono didn't need to, like no. he didn't need to say this is fantastic news that I've communicated to Ward Manuel. He could have just left it at this is fantastic news, and we would have all assumed that Ward Manuel knows. But like the fact that he like had to like specifically put in that he was the one who communicated it to him rather than Jim communicating it to him it's like they're trying to tell us something here and I do not want to miss out on a secret message like I just want to like wish I could be like a fly on the wall because I can just picture Jim Harbaugh like specifically calling Santa Ono and Santa Ono only and him being like, here's everything you can tell Ward, but like never like explicitly <laughs> saying as such, but he's like, here's everything that I want, and like them having like negotiations back and forth, back and forth. 
And then, I'm like, imagining... And that entire time, like, Santa Ona just, like, feverishly, like, writing all these things down so he can, like, <laughs> relay it to our athletic director. And so then he's going back and forth, back and forth with our athletic director. And then he calls, like, Jimmy again. And he was probably, like, super busy. And, you know, this isn't his job. But, like, a right. lot of people were saying, it's nice that we have, like, a president that, like, realizes, like just how much of an importance that our athletics are to our university or institution and just really like working really like taking that extra step to like retain the success that we already have and because we know that like no offense to Ward but like maybe full offense like we know he wasn't going to do that and so it's nice that we have that like kind of like second person to kind of like retain Harbaugh because he very easily could have left like, imagine if, like, Mark Schlissel was still here. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, we would probably be, like, all somber and sad because Jimmy would be like, goodbye, I'm going to go join Russell Wilson with the Denver Broncos. At the end of the day, we only have Pizza House to thank for Jim Harbaugh's return. Literally. <laughs> and emails. Oh, I'm picturing, like... Word Manual and Jim Harbaugh and Santa Ono all in like a conference room together, and Jimmy's like, "Well, tell Ward that I said." <laughs> and and Ward is like, "I'm right Jim here." And he's like, "No, you tell Ward." <laughs> There's a pizza house pizza just in the middle of the table, and a um, burger from Jug. <laughs> to pick your specifically points. like the Jim Harbaugh burger. <laughs> Oh, Jim had a sirloin steak. Oh, yeah, specifically his sirloin steak. (laughs) I would would like to just hear what those conversations were like. Yeah. 90% of, like, conversations involving Jim Harbaugh, I'm like, I just, like, need to know what was said. Like, after reading that as well, I was just kind of sitting there and I was like... The students are really, like, just having, like, the time of their lives right now. Like, their football team is so good, and, like, their president is so precious. Like, I love Santa Ono. I wish I was there right now. (laughs) You know, my, like, I wasn't, I wasn't there, but my friends one time went to Jerusalem Garden for, like, my roommates, like, you know Mm -hmm. them. Um, They went to Jerusalem Garden for, like, someone's birthday dinner, and Mark Schlissel Mm -hmm. was there, and they asked him for a picture with him, and he said no. Santa Ono would never. He'd be never. Like, he would be asking. He would us have the selfie on his phone, and then he would post it on Twitter. He would have like a selfie stick ready for action. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what I appreciate so much about him. Because <laughs> he really just like stepped in and like stepped up and embraced Michigan, and I love yeah. that so dearly. What a time to be a student. At the University of Michigan right now. Truly. Um, do you want to move on to misreads and airballs? We don't have that many. It's going to be a mini episode. That's okay. And that is totally fine. Just because, you know, the whole transition thing. Well, here we are, folks. CJ Stroud has finally made his decision and he announced that he was going to the NFL and so his legacy that he leaves behind is that he never won a Big Ten championship, he didn't win a college football playoff game, and he didn't beat Michigan. Can't relate. Congratulations. 
and have fun playing on the Texans. <laughs> you can say the next one, too. <laughs> this one is just for my own benefit, because to continue the, like, just absolute hilarity that is Tom Brady. I don't like Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> just want to <laughs> get that out of the way first. <laughs> he lost in the wild card round to the Cowboys. I guess it was wild card weekend, but he lost yesterday to the Cowboys. But then the Cowboys also kind of had the L of like their kicker kind of sucks in the sense that he missed four point after attempts. So has that ever happened a... historically? No, I don't. That's think wild. So. That's a lot. And Dallas Cowboys, you look like you're a pretty decent team, and you didn't choke this time in the playoffs. And if you need a kicker, I know a really, 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 really good one that's coming. And you might want to pick him up. So you Would know, you get a, a, a Jake Moody Cowboys jersey? No. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, Jake Moody, but I don't like the Cowboys. Okay, which NFL teams would you not get a Jake Moody jersey of? Like, is there, or is it like most of them? Because I think I'd get a Jake Moody jersey of any NFL team. I wouldn't get a Patriots one. I wouldn't get a Cowboys. I wouldn't get a Washington football one. Because they're like pig mascot scares me. <laughs> Not the Ravens. But I don't think the Ravens need a kicker. Um, okay, so you have like a list. I, think every, I have like a list. But I feel like for the... So you you would wear a Green Bay Packers jersey. Yeah, like I know I I know the Lions hate the Packers and like when like I know that's a thing, but I didn't grow up with that much of an emotional connection to the Lions mm. because they didn't give me much to, that's to care about. That's very fair. So like I I know it's a thing, but I don't feel it emotionally the same way I feel like I mean, not even close to the way that I feel about Michigan's rivalries. Mm. Well, yeah, I have like a laundry list, but I think everybody else can probably get a pass for me. Okay, all right. In that, that I would probably. I need to get it an Aiden Hutchinson Lions jersey though. That's very fitting. You totally should. Yeah, because I just saw that he was nominated for Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Oh, he should get a um, should get a superlative for that from us. Yeah. So shout out to Aiden Hutchinson. You had a monstrous season with the Detroit Lions. Oh, on the topic of Tom Brady losing, um, I listened to the, okay, this is, like, a little bit off topic, but, like, I listened to the Celebrity Memoir Book Club, which is, like, one of my favorite podcasts. They read celebrity memoirs, and, like, they're two comedians, and they just kind of, like, roast the memoirs, unless they're good, but they rarely are. Um, And I listened to the episode with Giselle's memoir, which is, like, a few months old. Like, or the the Mm. book is several decades old. But or oh, okay. maybe a decade old. She, but the episode a is a yet? few months. No, but it okay. was just like so funny and like she reminds me a lot of Tom because I didn't know that much about her. But she was like, mm-hmm. I used to like be sad sometimes, but then I realized that I had to take matters into my own hands. So I stopped eating all forms of sugar, and I meditated every day, and I discovered yoga. And I'm like, that sounds like something Tom Brady would do. But then she was like, Tom and I are a little bit different because, like, we both eat, both eat healthy all the time, but, like, sometimes I'll have a snack and, like, he would never. 
And I'm like, okay, interesting. <laughs> Add it to the list of why I don't like Tom Brady's. <laughs> and I love a good karma. Like, you really gave up your wife and children to lose to the Cowboys. I, oh, I was yeah. actually kind of shocked that you like even your team even made it to the, last the... weekend, but I don't think there's probably much going on in the what NFC South. <laughs> I don't... Oof. Giselle's you memoir got, also talked about <laughs> how they decided to like, like they had their like ten year plan where he was gonna retire and then like because they were gonna wait till have kids until he retired, but then they found out that um, his ex girlfriend was, was pregnant with his first kids so then they're like oh we should have kids now um and so then they were like okay we'll have kids now and you'll retire like shortly eventually and And then this book was published like 10 years ago at this point (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) um so yeah i guess that goes on the misreads and airballs list that's from like several years ago but if but Tom Brady's on your hit list, today. yeah, <laughs> it's always relevant. An evergreen topic. And our last on our mysteries and airballs list is Word Manual for reasons we have already stated. For the obvious. And just like the rumors that I read this week. I mean, I guess like one of them wasn't a rumor because it was literally true, but. Hmm? The thing that I, like, messaged you, like, a couple of days about. Hmm? Huh? How people... <laughs> Basically, what it was is that people were discussing how, like... Oh. Yeah, like, Ward kind of lost, like, some really, like, key coaches for us in baseball and basketball. And then he, yeah. like, defended the hockey coach. And it just kind of gave me the ick. And I was like, this man is really about to cost us Jim Harbaugh, isn't he? <laughs> yep. And I was like, Dave Brandon would never. He would just charge me $600 for student tickets at this point because they're so good at football now. <laughs> okay, we don't need to hear that Dave Brandon would never, though. <laughs> we don't need to go back into that era. <laughs> Two different men. <laughs> Flawed in their own ways. Yeah, bad in their own ways. Mostly for being taking my money. Or a terrible football program. I got over um, it, as you can tell. Okay, That's, so we've got some games coming up. Yeah. What games do we have coming up, Harley? <laughs> All right, so we got a couple games this week for the men, and we have like, two coming up for the women as well. Though I guess one's technically like this week, and the other one's on Monday. Anyway. Um, Michigan men's basketball will be playing at Maryland on Thursday at 7 o'clock. The women will also be traveling to the East Coast. They will be taking on Rutgers at the Rack for Jersey Mike's Arena Thursday at 8.30 p.m. The Michigan men will return home on Sunday, and they'll take on Minnesota. And the women will—this is a big game, and I want to bring it to everyone's attention— uh, Michigan women are playing number six Indiana at home on Monday. We need everyone to go out and watch this game, support the better of the two teams, and we need Chrysler to be super loud. This is a big game, and out of like the, th- the three slated ones, like, come on, 
please support our women and go to the game because I can't be there, but I'll watch from my TV. Um, beep, beep, beep. I have breaking news. Oh, breaking news. From 16 minutes. Has this ago. ever happened before? <laughs> Michigan have we football. Ever broke news well, on here. We're, we're not the ones breaking it. I'm getting it from Twitter. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Michigan football co offensive coordinator Matt Weiss is on leave amid a University of Michigan Police Department investigation into report of computer access crimes at Schembechler Hall in December. And then all of Twitter is going wild because no one knows what computer access crimes are. I also don't. I was about to ask. I was like, what does that mean? Nobody has any ideas. People are speculating that it it could be (laughs) anything from that to something like really bad. Um, Oh, I don't want it to be really bad. Yeah. So like we won't speculate, but um, yep, that's a thing. I guess Sharon Moore is officially our outright offensive coordinator. Congratulations, Sharon Moore. Helmet kisses for everybody. (laughs) Please. And for me. I want one. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta get a helmet first. Okay. I and will. with that. Go blue. Go blue. <laughs> <laughs>